Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stay Hot Besties. I'm your host, Emmy Drew, and I'm so happy you're here and you're back for episode two. You guys, I got a really, really good episode planned today. Um, so after listening to last week's episode, I realized that I need to change about a hundred things about my personality. Um, anyways, really interesting what a podcast can teach you about yourself. So love it. Um, this isn't in my notes, but I ran into someone today and she was like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, I just have so many things, um, that I need to say and I don't have anyone to tell them to. So I just tell them to a microphone and that's my hobby and maybe my passion, maybe my job guys. I don't know. Subscribe, rate, review, and let's make it happen. Okay, you guys. So we are in our first episode of the Fall Festivus, okay? So, like I said last episode, I'm your basic fall gal. Um, I love anything that has to do with leaves, pumpkin, apples, the color brown, or um, cutesy Halloween. Um, so, yes. So, to, in today's episode, I'm going to introduce um, what we're going to be talking about today. So, we're going to, of course, start with my favorite segment, our hots and knots. And then I have two, yes, you heard me correctly, not one, not three, but two new segments that I'm going to be implementing on the pod, and I'm excited to introduce those to you. Um, Then we're going to have a little fall treat breakdown. I'm going to tell you the best fall treats that I've had in the past couple weeks, and then I'm going to tell you where to buy them or where to make them. Um, And then we're going to get into the episode or the part of the episode that everybody's been dying for. And that is the breakdown of the first half of the fall movie bracket. And boy, do I have some opinions, some shockers, some insights. It's going to be crazy. Okay. Um, I have just another thing to say before we get into it. I genuinely look forward to sitting in front of this mic and talking to the 85 listeners. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I said maybe 10 people would listen. 85 listeners and hopefully more, hopefully growing because I just want to grow the pod. And yeah, like I said, I sit and I think of all these fun things that I want to say on my podcast and I'm just like, I just can't wait to get home to my microphone. Anyways, happy you're here. Grateful you're here love you, care about you. Um, anyways, thanks for being here with me. Um, like, so yeah, so I'm kind of a loner at school just because I don't know a ton of people in my classes and I'm just kind of going from this thing to this thing and I keep everything that I have to say until I get here and I can talk about it on here. Um, complete, on a completely unrelated note, If you are a male who is about six foot three with brown hair, blue eyes, a really nice jaw, and no ring on your left ring finger, um, and you happen to be sitting in the JSB on BYU campus at, um, on Wednesday at about 1230, um, if you could just shoot me a DM, that would be great. Um, I want to put a ring on it. Okay. Now that we've got the housekeeping out of the way... And I'm 100% serious about whoever you are who is sitting across from me in the JSB who made my heart skip a couple beats. If if you're listening, 
your dream girl's right here. And she loves to talk. So, hope you love to listen. <laughs> okay, so now that we've got the housekeeping um, administrivia out of the way, let's jump into our hots and knots for this week. And boy, do we have some some hots and knots. Um, I'll be honest, I think I like talking about my knots more than my hots, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, who doesn't love to complain and rant? I think we all do. But you know what? Like I said, we're going to start with the positive and end with the negative. Okay, so my hots this week are fall leaves and fall drives. Do you even live in Utah if you don't go up in the mountains and take a photo shoot in the fall leaves? Because the answer to that is a resounding no. Okay? I am who I am. Sue me. Kill me. I love it. Also, let's talk about this snow. It is dumping snow in the middle of October in Utah. Okay. Riddle me this. What does that even mean? So, on Tuesday, I went for a drive. I haven't driven Alpine Loop, which everybody's got to do it in the fall. It's it's a rite of passage. And we were driving up Alpine Loop and it started to snow and we get to the top. And if you don't know what Alpine Loop is, it's this long loop from one canyon to another. And you just, you, you go in the fall and there's beautiful, beautiful trees. But we get to the top and it is like a foot of snow. So we went from beautiful fall to beautiful winter. Like, don't get me wrong. It was stunning, but it was a little scary. I was in this giant Yukon XL that kept me nice and safe, but like when we got out the other side, the road was literally closed. I think I was one of the last people to drive the Alpine Loop this year, and I kind of feel proud of that. So um, yeah. Okay, my next hot this week is um, Ellery Ward and her album Pretty Little Death. It's rocked my world okay so Ellery Ward she's an alternative singer-songwriter type vibes and this album is literally her singing a bunch of Stephen Sondheim music but making it beautiful and if you it's kind of niche 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 either one it's niche niche um because Sondheim is a musical theater writer. He writes really intense musicals. And honestly, the music is beautiful. But it's only beautiful if you know why it's beautiful. So it's not necessarily the easiest music to listen to. And this woman takes this music and makes it unbelievably beautiful. I'm obsessed. Um, I think I've streamed it at least 100 times today. Highly recommend. Okay. Third... Last but not least, hot is um, I've been taking a self-defense class um, through my dad's work, through Elizabeth Smart's foundation. It's called Smart Defense. And let me tell you, there is nothing, and I mean nothing, more empowering than learning how to rip a man's shoulder out. Like, simply... I feel so empowered and it's so cool just to take your power back. So it's a four week class. You go for two hours for four weeks and you learn like you learn how to get out of so many different situations and it's all based on the principles of jujitsu. Um, 
So yeah, you could say I'm training jujitsu, but it's all based on the principles of jujitsu, which is all about, it's not strength to strength. It's like your body structure to their body structure. So it's not about who's stronger. It's about who's smarter. And so the last week, um, Marcus, who is our male instructor, we, we were taught by this girl boss instructor who was like an MMA fighter, who was um, unreal. And then Marcus came in. He's also trained in jujitsu. He's the coolest guy. And he would practice on us. So, I mean, this man would sit on us. And it was with our consent. It was full consent. It was a very safe environment. But this man would sit on us and we'd have to practice getting him off. And... It was so cool. So the last week, Marcus came and he was in full SWAT gear. And we got to go full out and hit him and kick and scream and practice all of our moves. And it was so dope. Um, so if, so, you know, if you ever think about hurting me in any way, just know I can break your finger, rip off a testicle and um rip your shoulder out of its socket so try me okay 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 guys hots 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 good hots this week um let's talk about my knots this first knot is a very specific thing it's a very specific feeling um and i'd love to know if anybody else has felt this way it honestly makes me emotional just thinking about it but Drinking water after eating a mint or chewing gum. Is that not the most painful experience of your life? Like, an eating, I feel like eating a mint or chewing gum makes you thirsty, but you can't drink because it's like a soul-crushing, burning sensation in your entire mouth and head. And you can't drink water for at least 10 minutes. And I just, that specific feeling made it on my knots list this week. And I think it deserves to be there. My next knot. The sun at approximately 6 p.m. I, like, come on. It is right in my eyes. I can't see anywhere I'm going. It is blinding. It's burning. It's not fun. It's not a pretty sunset yet. It's not a nice dusk. It's not a mid-afternoon sun. It's just 6 p.m. sun and it is horrible. Okay, um, <laughs> my third knot of the week is um, loud sniffers. Now, let me paint a picture for you. Okay, I'm sitting in my communications class, my journalism class, if you will. And I come in, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit in, in kind of a different spot today, see if I meet any new people. And so I sit in a new spot and this man comes and sits down next to me and I was about to kind of introduce myself when he makes the most horrendous noise. I'm debating if I should even do it because I don't want to even subject your ears to this noise but it was basically the loudest like snort sniff suction I've ever heard and I was like oh no absolutely not. Is this man going to be doing this the entire class? And I can tell you, he sure enough did. And I wanted to literally either punch him in the nose or like literally hand him, stand up in front of the entire class and hand this man a tissue. It was out of control. Absolutely out of control. 
Okay. Those are my knots for the week. Now, there, um, something has come to my attention that has defied the odds and has become a hot and a knot. And that, I'm going to tell you a little story to introduce this, um, hanot, hanot, hot knot, not hot, hot knot, hot knot, hot knot, hot slash knot, whatever. Um, again, in my journalism class, it's full of characters, honestly, it's my favorite class. Um, my teacher says, did anyone do anything fun over the last couple days? And this man raises his hand and goes, me and my wife planned our anniversary trip. And everyone in the class was like, oh my gosh, so fun. Like Hawaii, Barbados, heck, even San Diego. No, not even San Diego. Las Vegas, St. George, anywhere expecting somewhere nice. And this man says, the anniversary inn in Logan and we spent our honeymoon there. And I was like, what is the anniversary in in Logan? And who in their right mind stays there for their honeymoon? Um, and I'm telling my parents this. And they go, oh, the honeymoon in or the anniversary in? Yeah, we stayed there. Jaw on the floor. I had to pick my jaw up off the floor is shocking apparently everybody goes there and you know what I okay so what I wanted to do to really just set this in I wanted to so this is a hotel there's four locations two in Salt Lake one in Logan one in Boise and the rooms are just impeccably themed like I just need everybody. I'm going to link the website in the show notes. And this is not a sponsorship, but it might as well be. I I want to stay here just for the memes, just for the memes. It's crazy. So I'm just going to read a few of the um <laughs> of the sweet descriptions. So in our South Temple location, in our Ruby Suite section, we have the Phantom of the Opera Suite about the room. You don't like opera? Can't understand the lines? You'll catch every nuance in Anniversary Inn's Phantom of the Opera Suite. Poignant love, an aching heart, unrequited affection all vanish away when you settle down in the ornate queen-size bed. A mural of the catacombs below the opera gives the settling gives the setting a sense of mystery. Uh, let me just read you the, um, the comments, the visitor comments. The room was amazing. Me and my husband came here to celebrate our two-year anniversary. The room was amazing and the service was fantastic. The breakfast was way better than we thought it was going to be. It was purely delicious. We will definitely be coming back to celebrate here again soon. It was a very special and romantic getaway. Thanks so much, Anniversary Inn. Next review, she says. We came here for our one-year anniversary. My sweet husband, Blind. 
blindfolded me from our home to here. When he took the blindfold off me, I was so excited to see the Phantom of the Opera Suite. The room was full of rose petals. So romantic. We had such a great time. The atmosphere was very romantic. We will be back for sure. So that's the Phantom of the Opera Suite. Um, you need to get on this website and scroll through. Like I said, I definitely will be staying here. I hate to love it. And I love to hate it. It's just one of those things. There's a 40-inch TV, a DVD player, a jetted tub, full breakfast included, and to seal the deal, sparkling cider included. I'll say that again. Sparkling cider included. I'm sold. Who's coming with? Who's spending a romantic getaway with me in the enchanted room? Enchanted forest room. Sorry. I... I can't. I literally can't. Like, oh gosh. It's crazy. You just have to, you have to see it for yourself. You ha you simply have to see it for yourself. Um, I can only tell you so much. And once again, this is not sponsored, but it might as well be. And my dream, I'm manifesting this right now. My dream sponsorship is with the anniversary in. So stay tuned for that. Okay, you guys finished up hots and knots and that took a little while because there was a lot this week to cover. So um, let's get let's get into our first new segment on the pod. So this new segment that I'm gonna start doing, I'm naming it Bestie on the Streets, okay? And it goes back once again to my journalism class. We learned about man on the street interviews. And I decided every week on the podcast, we're gonna, I'm gonna go out to a random location and ask a bunch of random people the same question and put it together in a little segment. Not, not long, but it's gonna be called Bestie on the Streets. So here is the first segment of Bestie on the Streets. Hello, everyone. This is your Bestie on the Streets correspondent, Emmy Webb. And today we are at American Fork Target and the Lehigh Fabulous Freddy's gas station. And we are asking people what their biggest pet peeves are. Uh, my name is Tempe. My biggest pet peeve is when people tell me I'm wrong when I know I'm right. <laughs> Love it. I'm Claire and my biggest pet peeve is when people bite their forks and scrape them out of their mouth. Just the sound it makes of like teeth on a metal fork. Uh, I'm Hannah and my biggest pet peeve is my coworker. Surely. My name is Kaylin and my biggest pet peeve is also my coworkers and our prepping. Love it. Am I right? Best day on the streets. I love it. Okay, my second new segment that I'm going to start doing on every episode is um Weekend updates. So I'm going to pick an item of news to discuss. It's most likely going to be something in pop culture, um, because why not? And I'm just going to talk about my feelings about it. Um, this week's current events. Timothy Chalamet playing Willy Wonka. And wait for it. Singing. It is... A movie musical about Willy Wonka's origin story? I'm sorry? With Timothy Chalamet? I'm sorry? Take my money. You know that TikTok sound where they... 
bang the table with the credit card. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now about this movie. It's going to be, it could be the biggest flop there ever was. I'm expecting, I'm going in with super high expectations. So, weekend update, done. Okay, our next, oh, sorry, I'm home alone and the water pipes are going off and it spooks me every time. Okay, you guys, the next thing we're, we need to talk about, fall treats that I have had slash made this week that have changed the game, okay? Um, I have three. First, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Like, hands down, probably my favorite fall treat. And there is only one way these can be made. And I will die on a hill. I've even tried other recipes. And it's three ingredients. And it is a spice cake mix, like a Betty, a good old Betty Crocker spice cake mix. A can of pumpkin, a small can, 12 ounces. And a bag of milk chocolate chips. Mix it all together plop it on a pan, put it in the oven, 350, 12 minutes, game changer. Okay? You're welcome. I will also put that in the show notes. The next treat I really quite enjoyed this week was apple pie. I mean, okay, I love pie. Apple pie is usually not the tippity top of my list. However, I found a recipe. It's from JC Marie Smith. It is so good. Because it's kind of like a cobbler mixed with a pie. So it has a really nice like crumbly top. And I did a bunch of extra spices like ginger and cardamom. Which cardamom is the most underrated spice. Oh, in case you guys don't know, I'm an avid baker and cook. So love food. If I get on a tangent about food, that's why. So guys, cardamom, ginger, cinnamon, allspice, little pumpkin pie spice with the apples and then you do, a, you do a spiced crust and a butter crumble on top. Like, it was yum yum in my tongue, to say the least. Okay? And I will also put that recipe in the show notes. My last fall treat that I have absolutely enjoyed this week was, is, still do, um, the pumpkin steamers from Neaters. Now, it's just like a steamed cup of milk with some pumpkin syrup and it just tastes like fall in a cup. And you can get that from Neaters. And if you don't have a Neaters nearby, I'll pray for you. Um, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's it. The moment we have all been waiting for. The breakdown of the fall movie bracket part one. I'm going to be going over talking about the two movies, who came out on top, my thoughts on each of the movies. Okay? Buckle up. Now, I hate to say that my opinions are the only opinions that matter. Okay, let's get into it. The first vote was between Hocus Pocus and Casper. Um, the vote was 142 for Hocus Pocus and 22 to Casper, which... Come on. Hocus Pocus is the obvious vote for every single reason. Okay? I'm going to give you two words. Thackeray Binks. Okay, next one. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, I just love Hocus Pocus. It truly is one of my favorite Halloween movies. And I found out there is 
a book sequel. You can buy a book and there is an official written sequel about Max and Allison's kids and they bring back the witches and fight them again. And it's it's diverse, it's inclusive, it's it's quite honestly one of the best books I've read in a while. Highly highly recommend. Um Casper was enjoyable. I I don't think I've seen Casper since I was like 10 and I enjoyed it. Um my favorite part was the amount of times that Christina Ricci said dad in that exact tone of voice. And Bill Pullman is great in that movie. He's great all the time. I liked Casper. Did it stand a chance against Hocus Pocus? Absolutely not. Okay, so the next vote was Halloween Town 1 at 117 votes versus Halloween Town 2, 28 votes. Now, I see why this vote happened the way it did. But do I agree? Ask me again. And I'll give you my answer. Blockhead Cam. Do we remember that in Halloween Town 2 when literally the bad guy just sticks his face out of a brick wall? Trauma, but also hilarious. I honestly, I don't know. Halloween Town 1 just, it's just like, I don't know. I love it. I love all the Halloween Town movies, truly, but I'm going to say something. It might be controversial. Halloween Town High is my favorite Halloween Town movie period. Full stop. And I didn't put it on the bracket just because Halloween Town 1 and 2 are probably a little more iconic, but um, there it is. There it is. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Okay, the next pairing was Scooby-Doo at 98 votes and versus Adam's Family coming in at 73 votes. Now, this one was very close for a while and then Scooby-Doo pulled ahead. And I'm just going to say one thing and trigger warning. Scrappy Doo did not see that coming. I think I've seen that movie once when I was like 10, once again. And so the whole plot twist with Scrappy Doo being the bad guy was honestly a little bit of a letdown because they had the perfect cast. I feel like they could have done so much more with the plot than than what they did. I won't, I'll try not to spoil it, but anyways... I still think I would pick Scooby-Doo over Adam's Family just because Scooby-Doo, I love Scooby-Doo. I love the cartoons. I love the characters. And honestly, I love Adam's Family, but sometimes Christopher Lloyd bothers me in that movie. Like, makes me so uncomfortable. I can't watch it. So I would pick Scooby-Doo. So that one was a good vote. That one was a good vote. Water break. Next pairing was... Haunted Mansion at 117 votes versus Tower of Terror at 33 votes. Now, both movies I could not watch as a kid because I was terrified. And I watched these movies again and I was like, oh my gosh, they are so cheesy. Like literally not even scary at all. But then again, I had no tolerance for scary when I was a kid. No tolerance. So... You know what? It makes sense. But again, the water pipes scare, scaring me. This is scarier than the actual movies. Jeez. Um, Haunted Mansion is, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, Eddie Murphy is just hilarious. He's such a great comedian, such a great actor. It's, it's funny. However, 
Tower of Terror, and maybe this just didn't get as many votes because I don't think as many people have seen it, but Tower of Terror was a fever dream that I honestly enjoyed. Um, it's, and Tower of Terror is my favorite ride of all time. I love the Twilight Zone, and I wish that it was actually based on an actual episode of the Twilight Zone, because you know I would watch that episode a thousand hundred times. But they made a story of it, and it was, it was fun. Um, Melora Hardin, who plays Jan in The Office, plays Clea Poulet, and yes, she does introduce herself as Clea Poulet, and that's Claire Poulet in a very southern accent. That's not very good, if I'm being honest, but she was amazing. Loved her in it. Also, the main guy is named Buzzy Crocker, and just like that, I have picked out the name for my future son. Also has a way interesting plot twist. Did not see it coming, and I'm Apparently, I'm really bad at predicting movies. I feel like usually I'm pretty good at predicting movies, but Scrappy-Doo came out of nowhere, and same with this plot twist. It was kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere, and honestly, loved it. It's a, it was a hard vote for me. I think I would go with Tower of Terror just because I was like, this is literally a fever dream, and I'm obsessed with Tower of Terror, and the whole um, aesthetic behind it, and the 40s, and, and the hotel, and the haunt, anyways, so I think my vote would go to Tower of Terror. Okay, next vote was, I think, the closest vote we had out of this whole first round, and that was Twitches versus Charlie Brown. Twitches barely lost 84 to 88. Now, I unfortunately do not have any emotional connection to Charlie Brown. Sue me. I feel like a lot of people who voted for Charlie Brown, it's like something that they grew up with. And I'm, that's a great thing. Charlie Brown is great. I watched it. I thought it was adorable. However, I do have an emotional connection to Twitches. Sue me. I think Twitches is hilariously cheesy and funny and fun and girl boss and iconic and Disney Channel original movie, which are all my favorite adjectives combined. So my vote goes to Twitches. Okay, um, the next one we had Crucible versus Carrie. Um, Crucible lost 65 to 67. I think this was one a lot of people also haven't seen either of the movies, um, personally, The Crucible and Carrie are two of, I think, some of the greatest movies of all time. Um, The Crucible is, it's definitely an acquired taste because it's, it's a drama. And also there's a lot of yelling, like half of the movie is just them screaming at each other, but it is such a beautifully written play turned movie and the acting in it is unreal. Like Winona Ryder is phenomenal. And same with Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, I was genuinely upset that he didn't even get a nomination. Neither of them even, well, Winona might have. Daniel Day-Lewis did not get a nomination for it, and I thought he was unreal. Like, but again, I see it's an acquired taste. It's Puritan language, but if you love acting and you love kind of a deep allegory for McCarthyism, which is Back in World War II, when people were, like, ratting out communists. It's basically a whole allegory about World War II. Anyways, I think it's phenomenal. Um, Carrie, though. <sighs> Carrie? Carrie is... Oh, 
It's so good. It's a Stephen King novel, which honestly kind of hate every Stephen King story except for Carrie. Um, Carrie is basically about this girl. She, her mom is toxic religious person and doesn't teach her anything. And so Carrie gets her first period and thinks she's literally dying and has telekinesis powers. Anyways, everyone bullies her and then she ends up literally killing everybody with her telekinesis that she doesn't even really know she has. It's it's dark and there's definitely a content warning, but like it's it's good. And also the musical that it spawned is too iconic. Um and the acting in it is also really good. Um so both of those movies I do think my vote would go to Crucible just because it made me feel something on the inside. It literally made my cold dead heart beat again. And I think that's that's something show for it. Um Okay, next pairing was Ghostbusters OG versus Ghostbusters Girl Boss. Now, um, Ghostbusters OG obviously won 108 to 42. Let me say something. I think the OG is hard to beat. It is a really well done movie. Um, I could go without the sexist references and the weird ghost sexy scenes. Um... I think that doesn't read as well today as it did back in the 80s, but it's just written with such integrity. Like, I feel like the OG, the remake was definitely, like, it was written as more of a comedy. Like, it was like, let's spoof. Not a spoof, but it was like, we're gonna play on all these funny jokes from the first one when the first one was written. I mean, it's, like, dramatic a little bit. It's definitely a comedy, but it definitely, definitely has bits of drama in it, and I like that. Um, I will say the iconic women of SNL make that movie just so funny and so good. And, and I enjoy both. I think my vote does go to the original, um, Sigourney Weaver. Come on. Yeah, she gets possessed by a ghost, but like she's hot doing it. So we love her. Okay. The last pairing on this half of the bracket was Corpse Bride versus Young Frankenstein. And I could see this one coming. Um, Young Frankenstein was made, it's a Mel Brooks movie made in the 70s starring Gene Wilder. And I think a lot of people don't know it. So they voted for Corpse Bride. Honestly, I do think my vote would go to Corpse Bride. Um... Although Young Frankenstein is a great movie, highly recommend it. My favorite actress, Madeline Kahn, is in it, and she's unreal. Okay, but to Corpse Bride, I have a very complicated love-hate relationship with Tim Burton movies. Um, on Some of them make me feel something inside in a good way, and some of them make me feel something inside in a really bad way. Um, but I love Corpse Bride. Like, it's creepy, but enjoyable. I think some of his movies are so creepy and make me so uncomfortable that I don't enjoy them, but I feel like Corpse Bride walks that fine line very well, and I do enjoy watching Corpse Bride. Okay, so, so we're going to be wrapping up the second half of the bracket next week, um, and then we're going to get into our second round voting for the winners to go up against each other. I am going to say there's definitely a content warning on the second half of the bracket. A, a, the movies are a little bit more mature. So just, you know yourself, um, 
watch what you're comfortable with. I, yeah. Anyways, just want to put that out there. So nobody comes to me and be like, you made me see blood. And I'm like, bestie, it's literally a horror movie. Chillax. Okay. (sighs) Well, guys, here we are. How do we feel? I'm feeling good. A little thirsty, a little dry mouth. Could go for a pumpkin chocolate chip cookie, but other than that, I'm feeling really great. So let's wrap it up with our hot girl tip of the week. Um, so this one comes from uh, Julia Croft, who is the writer and composer of our intro song. And she says, simply put, monochromatic is in. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, if you guys take the hot girl tip, tag me doing it. I want to see tag me doing it I want to see the monochromatic outfits and the hot girl tips come to pass um once again you guys subscribe rate and review it helps me get new listeners on the podcast and it helps me get on charts um hello 142 on the fashion and beauty charts after one episode not too shabby okay so subscribe rate review um, really boost my ego, make me, give me validation because it's what I crave. Um, and stay hot besties. See ya. We'll talk next week. Nice to see ya.